and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of explorers and map makers with too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. There's no funny names today, because they'd just be confusing, and uh, we are talking about... I was going to call myself Loser Debbie, and then I was like, that definitely <laughs> yeah, maybe don't do that. than I was <laughs> That's far too <laughs> self yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know if that's the best it idea. It intended that harshly end up turning us into some sort of like self-help group therapy thing (laughs) oh no (laughs) so we are uh this is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections and sometimes not because the world sucks and we play games online now and uh we played a game called cartographers hold on there's a there's a subtitle colon a role player tale oh it's exciting because i don't know cartographers a role player tale Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not super <laughs> doesn't seem super necessary, but you know what the hell do I know? Uh this is a game Fair. that we do not own, so uh we played it on uh Tabletopia, I think. Yeah, Tabletopia. Uh it is a game about making making a map as you would expect a game about cartography would be. If it, if it didn't, I'd want my refund or something. Uh so, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the description from the publisher on Board Game Geek here. Try not to Try not to fuck it up too much. Oh, man. What, what is this name? Queen Ginmax. Nope. What? Queen Gimnax. Yeah, yeah. Queen- what? <laughs> <laughs> Just- I don't think he's going to let you live that one down. Queen Gimnax has ordered the reclamation of the Northern Lands. As a cartographer in her service, you are sent to map this territory, claiming it for the kingdom of Nalus. Through official edicts, the queen announces which land she prizes most, and you will increase your reputation by meeting her demands. But you are not alone in this wilderness. The Dragul contest your claims with their outposts, so you must draw your lines carefully to reduce their influence. Reclaim the greatest share of the queen's desired lands, and you will be declared the greatest cartographer in the kingdom. In Cartographers, colon, a roleplayer tale, players compete to earn the most reputation stars by the time four seasons has passed. Each season, players draw on their map sheets and earn reputation by carrying out the Queen's Edicts before the season is over. The player with the most reputation stars at the end of winter wins. There's a lot of words in there that I edited out how badly I said them four or five times. (laughs) But there's a reason that this is, uh, this is sort of, um fantastical uh, is because in a in a game where you're just like having a chill time putting stuff down on a map there's just monsters that pop out and i guess that wouldn't make a lot of sense uh, otherwise so uh this is a game in a uh, in the roll and write sort of uh sort of territory uh, the way it works is that you get a piece of paper that you're going to be drawing uh symbols on and that's going to be your your map and uh and so it's 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 a roll and write because you it comes from Yahtzee I think where you just like roll dice and then write stuff on a piece of paper but it's it's not dice and it's uh and it's not numbers it's uh it's like tetris blocks uh at the beginning of the game you're going to be presented with your map which is going to be a blank canvas that it has one or two sides on them uh, the one side has just uh, the sort of the wilderness side, which has uh, got some mountains and it's got some like little ruin spaces, <clears throat> which are these 
which are these like semi-transparent little Roman columns hanging out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and uh, not much else. And it is your blank canvas for putting pretty much anything down that you need. Uh, the other side, which is the wasteland side, also contains a, a big set of wasteland tiles that are in the middle of your map, which you cannot use for anything. But they still count as like being filled in for, you know, points and stuff. And so the beginning of the game, everyone's going to get a sheet of paper and you're going to be deciding which side you're going to be using. Um, other than that, every single piece of paper is the exact same. Uh, so there's not going to be any sort of like weird variation depending on uh, who you are. The variation comes entirely from you making terrible decisions. Uh, so the game is broken up into four seasons, uh, which will uh, rotate after a varying number of uh, uh, turns where you put stuff down on your map. Um, the seasons are important because they dictate which of the four scoring cards you, you are going to be using throughout the, uh, throughout the season or at the end of the season when you score. So, for instance, you're going to have this uh, these four what are called edicts uh, out in front of you, A to D, and below each one of those is going to be your scoring card. And on the first season, you score A, B. Or at the end of the first season, you score A, B. At the end of the second season, you score B, C. At the end of the third season, you score C, D. And at the end of the fourth season, you score D and then A again. Um, and in this way, you're sort of going to be like just trying to do a little bit of everything throughout the game. But uh, if you if you do things in the wrong order, you're you're probably just going to lose. Uh, so the way the game works is you're going to shuffle up this deck of cards, which has some uh, some some symbols and a color and a bunch of information on them. You're going to be shuffling in one fun time ambush card into that deck, and uh, and you're going to be off to the races. The way each turn works is that you flip the top card of this deck over, and then you are going to uh, be tasked with putting whatever the symbol is in front of you into uh, onto your map. Um, so. Board Game Geek, not the greatest resource for finding out what all these are. Uh, but for instance, I have one in front of me that says the Great River. And in the top left-hand corner, it's got a one, which is important later. But the most important thing is that under the words Great River is a uh, blue blue square with squiggles on it, which tells you that the type of tile that you're going to be putting down or the type of square you're going to be putting down is a river. And this is important for scoring and stuff. But uh, also important, below that is a, a line, and then below that is uh, maybe one or two symbols, and uh, they're going to be the shape that you need to draw on your map. So in the Great River, you've got sort of like, a, on the right-hand side, I've got like sort of a five five square sort of uh, fucked up staircase. So it's, uh, you know, if you look at it funny, it kind of looks like a W. Uh, and you can rotate this piece and stick it down in your map. And what you do is, uh, because your map is separated into these uh, into a grid, essentially, you're going to take whichever symbol you pick. So if I pick the staircase, you're going to like draw a bunch of squiggles to match the shape on the card. Um, the other side of the, the Great River card is uh, just sort of like a boring three uh, three square line and so you can put that one in but that one's no fun except for that it has a, a coin next to it and these are essentially like a point that you get uh, continuously throughout the game so and when you get these coins uh, it's basically like in exchange of taking more tiles to put down you uh, you get like a, a, a point every round or something like that. Um, and there's a bunch of these different, uh, bunch of these different cards. They come in a bunch of different flavors. Sometimes they have multiple colors in them. Uh, so there's like, there's green tiles, there's red tiles, there's, uh, yellow farmland tiles. There's, um, I feel like I'm missing one. City, river, forest, farm. 
Yeah, there's like six terrain types. There's river, river, forest, farm, mountains, which are already on the board, uh, and villages and, and monsters. Yeah, so um, essentially all the cards have this sort of anatomy to them, except for uh, the fun time ambush, which is a monster pops out. And these, uh, these are fun because what they do is they show you two things. They show you, one, a direction, uh, clockwise or counterclockwise, and this is the direction which you pass your map, and then it's got a, a symbol or a, um, uh, a shape that is all in purple that you have to draw on that map. And so essentially, you get to fuck somebody over, which is hilarious. Uh, you take whichever map you've been provided whenever you, you flip over one of these ambush cards, and you just draw in some purple little monster dudes uh, on their map in the shape provided in whatever orientation you desire uh, to maximize the amount of anguish you are providing to that person, and then you hand it back to them with a shit-eating grin, uh, which lasts about until you get your own map back uh, because as you do unto others others will do unto you that's <laughs> true it's true so other fun things about this uh this game is that there are mountains on there and there are also these like ruin spaces so uh if you surround a mountain orthogonally with uh tiles uh you get uh, one of those dollars that i mentioned before and so you scratch off one of the little dollars on the bottom of the map and you will get that as a recurring point throughout the game and then there's ruins which uh there are some cards that pop up that have a like an abandoned ruin symbol on them and then what you do is you basically draw another card after that and you have to and the, and the rule is that you have to draw whatever symbol you choose but it but it has to cover up a ruins tile um just making it so that you know sometimes things just don't go your way um and yeah so you continue pulling cards off of the top of this deck until the number in the top left hand corner as i mentioned earlier on the great river it was one some of them are two uh they don't go any higher than two as far as i can tell you keep pulling cards off the top of the deck and revealing them and taking your turns until uh you you, you flip cards in such a way that the um, the the numbers in the top left hand corner all add up to equal to or greater than the number on the like season card which in spring is like 8 so if you flip over a two, a two, a two, a one, and a one, then after you've done that last one, it's sort of the next season. After the season has ended, you go and you score your points, which are based on the edicts, as I mentioned before, which are, you know, go from being easy things like the Mage's Valley, which is like you get two points for every river that is next to a mountain and one point for every farm, which is next to a mountain, to things that are complete bananas like whatever the hell the cauldrons is. Uh, which has a very large paragraph below it. Um, so there are a, just a ton of these different little uh, scoring cards. I think there's 16. And because they can show up in sort of these different orientations uh, or combinations, it can make for some very interesting times. Uh, you do this, uh, you do this, you know, seasons and then pulling cards and drawing stuff on your map until you reach the very last season and then you total everything up and you're, uh, you're done. And then whoever has the most reputation becomes the greatest cartographer for the Queen Gimnax or whoever the hell that is. Uh, but yeah, so that's essentially the game. It's, uh, it's fun. Do love Queen Gimnax. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Gimnax's policies, honestly. Well, I didn't vote for her. She does have questionable policies. Uh, for me, not not much to say about this in particular. It is a fun, quick little game where you uh, sort of, again, 
build your own demise as you slowly uh, leave yourself with larger or smaller gaping holes in your map that you will never fill in for one reason or another. Um, I should note that there is the possibility for you to ignore what is on the card, uh, but that only happens if you, like, can't actually put down either of the symbols anywhere. So it's a pretty remote possibility that you run into this, but sometimes with, like, the ruins, if you cover up every ruin on your map and a ruins card comes up, you get to put anything down in a one square uh, one square bit on your map. So there are ways that you can kind of fill in your oopsies, uh, but they are few and far between. <laughs> and uh, generally, if you have a two or three sized hole sitting somewhere, just, you know, learn to live with it because it's probably going to be there for the rest of the game. Um, other than that, I felt, uh, you know, the general uh, consuming dread of uh, someone who is slowly being encased in their own uh, in their own problems as I stuck tiles down and then slowly, slowly, slowly ran out of places to put things. Um, and there was a lot of lot of thinking that I remember from our from our playthrough and a lot of swearing as people were furiously taking back their moves because you can do that online a lot harder to do that when you're dealing with a piece of paper um and uh yeah I had a I had a really fun time with this it was surprisingly good uh despite like the I don't know the theme is kind of inscrutable from the uh from like the description of it it's like yeah you're drawing a map it's like I don't know that seems kind of kind of boring but <laughs> gave it a shot I know that some of our friends have this game and have been trying to get it out uh every once in a while uh and I just never sort of got around to it and I'm sad that I you know didn't didn't give it a shot earlier because it's a lot of fun especially like yeah there's just a lot of variety in in the different ways to build out your little map and uh, trying to get as many points as you can is pretty challenging sometimes. And then, of course, there's always the possibility of an ambush coming up and someone just being able to sort of ruin your whole plan by sticking a bunch of shit in the middle of where you don't want it to be. Um, also should just quickly note, with the uh, with the monsters that come up with the ambush cards, their whole effect on your score is that they are minus one point for every, like, square that you leave open orthogonally adjacent to them. So you can't just, like, sort of leave them off in the corner. Uh, they just eat up your points in, in just the most infuriating way. Still count for objectives that have to do with filled tiles, which is kind of funny. But you know, for me, uh, I the the this game was very kind of. I can see how it potentially would be fun. Um, in <laughs> potentially fun, I like in that. In person, no, it's a loaded statement. I can see how in in person how it would be potentially kind of a more enjoyable um, play because I I wouldn't be as incredibly frustrated with the board. I I mean, really, that how how it works digitally is does not enhance the game in any nice way, really. Um, and so that's I guess that's probably that's where the majority of my issue lies with it is that I think I spent more time um, getting frustrated and trying to get stuff to work <laughs> on my board than actually paying attention to what I was doing, um, which was very frustrating for me. So I, for me, I'm, I mean, I have a hard time, I guess, looking past that, but that's not the game's fault. That's, you know, I mean, it's just 
kind of the way it goes with some online platforms, right? So um, I can't really fault the game for that, but I it did make it frustrating for me. And that, um, yeah, I, it, that was unfortunate. Um, I had originally thought that this game would be really good for um, situations like we're in right now, where you want to be able to p- play at a distance, right, with your friends. Um, it's less giving in that sense, just because of the, um, the fact that you have to be able to pass your paper, right? Or mm. be able to show them kind of what your what your map looks like. Um, and so that does kind of hinder the the ability to play it um, in that distance kind of forum, um, which is, I mean, that's also kind of unfortunate. Um, I like the mechanism of it, which is why I'm saying that I think uh, in person, I think that this game is probably is quite enjoyable. Um, I just, I guess in the in the platform that that we have had the opportunity to try it, I'm a little less enthused. Um, I think it's I think it's fair to say that that implementation kind of sucked. I mean, to be able to put down what would easily be like a two second thing of scratching a bunch of symbols onto a piece of paper, you had to go and like hunt down a bunch of tiles and stick them on, which is like board game arena has a few roll and writes on it. Like it's got welcome to Las Vegas and welcome to and stuff like that, which has a lot of the same mechanics to it. I think that something Mm -hmm. like that would have been a lot better where you just sort of click the, if you just click the grid and then sort of just select what color you wanted it to be, that would be a lot easier and a lot more normal. But the way they did it was just probably the laziest way to implement this, which is like, here's a, here's a bag of tokens, go hard. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, thumb, thumbs down for whoever built that one. Like, I, I feel like, and I mean, they're probably constrained by what they have too, but it just, you're right. It, that part was definitely not fun, especially since it doesn't have, it's all the, it's all the complexity and fiddliness of tabletop simulator, but without, without all the good stuff of tabletop simulator. So yeah, this one was definitely rough. And unfortunately that, I mean, for me personally, that just affected my my enjoyment of it. So for me, that's unfortunate. But I mean, what do you do? You made a comment that I totally didn't think of because I was like, oh, we could have just printed off a piece of paper, but I guess it would have been made it hard. It would have been hard to, uh, you know, tell somebody else to uh, scratch something on the piece of paper when you have to hand it to somebody else. So let me just take a picture of it with my phone and then text it to you. And then you can tell me where you want to fuck me over. Yeah. <laughs> or just mail it. You know, one of those old uh, play-by-mail games. Oh, my God. Like the old diplomacy? Or are you just like played by mail Oof. for a year? Yuck. Oof. Oof. That would be That would be something. I don't know what it would be, but it would be <laughs> something. I'm sorry to hear that you didn't have fun. And it sucks that like the method of trying to do it online is is kind of what what hampered that cuz i thought it was i thought it was a good time despite the fiddliness although i'm i'm a big dork so i'm kind of used to that sort of thing <laughs> yeah coming coming from someone who like i i haven't really i mean i've played the occasional uh roll and write kind of thing but i've i've never really gone i've never really it's it's not a genre that i really go looking for you know um and so this was kind of my one of my first experiences with a with a the whole roll and write not it was not my first experience obviously i played welcome to and stuff like that but it's it was i mean it, it was interesting it was a good time i'm i agree that the implementation was maybe not ideal but i mean 
given the situation that we find ourselves in right now. I mean, it, it is what it is. And for for what we had to work with, I thought it was all right. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, like there's, I, I guess I kind of agree in that I don't really have a, a lot to say about it because there was no there was no real highs. There was no real lows. It was just all kind of very there. And, and I don't know if that's a good thing or what that is, but it just it just kind of felt kind of middling, I guess. Like, I mean, it was it, like I said, it was it was a good game. Would I play it again? Sure. Am I going to like, you know, am, am I going to rush out to be like, oh, man, you know, tell all my friends about it and, and shout it from the rooftops? No, probably not. You know, it, it's just a it's just a very lukewarm game. I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what, to, what really to say about it. I think you just did. And again, part of that is, is of course, implementation, which I mean, I can't, I can't fault the game for, for like, you know, question for how we played it. Yeah. 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 That, that's not, that's not a fault of the game. That's just, that's just, you know, a fault unfortunate byproduct. Yeah. yeah. That's like saying, as, as you know, that's like, oh, goddamn COVID. We had to play it this way. So I'm going to be super salty about, you know. <laughs> Yeah. About the game because of COVID or something. I don't know. It, it, yeah. Like I said, it was, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. I, I think, well, I mean, I think it, well, I think most board games and especially roll and rights play better when you're all together physically in the same room. Uh, sure. Yeah. Because roll and rights kind of tan because you all have your own map, you know, it allows for a little more free form. You don't all have to hunch over the dining room table. You know, you can you spread across the living room. Uh, and so there's a lot more camaraderie as you're all uh, hanging around, uh, which you don't necessarily get online f- fiddling with uh, fiddling with an interface and trying to drop tiles in the right spot. So uh, I think I think that's that's a that's a fair a fair point. Yeah, I don't know. I, when it comes to rolling rights, like I can really only think of two that i've played well i guess three there's the the welcome to welcome to las vegas and um oh, what was that train one with the dice railroading railroading thank you so i guess this makes this a flipping right um i mean it's not like welcome to has dice uh, that's very true yeah it's just one of those names that stick you know even though it yeah, exactly make any sense well, <laughs> yeah worker placement what does that mean i don't know but your dude's in a place all right we don't have time for uh, this <laughs> i guess uh the one thing that i liked about this one that that kind of makes it stand out from the the other ones we mentioned um and i guess others that i can even think of is the the shifting objectives i think all the other ones we've played they've had overarching objectives um and then like you know you can be the first one to hit that objective and then you get the points where in this, you kind of have to balance the current turn because you can only score each objective twice as the seasons go through. So you kind of have to think ahead so you don't build yourself in a corner and get a whole lot of points in the first two turns. And then those last two turns come around and it's like, oh, oh no, I can't put anything anywhere to get anything. Um, which I, I guess also kind of works. You can build yourself into a lot of corners in a Welcome 2 uh, if you put those house numbers in wrong. Um, but yeah, and, uh, the, the, the addition of the monsters was odd, uh, <laughs> wasn't exactly something I was ever expecting in a game about t- cartography. Uh, but I, I thought it was a nice, uh, I feel it would probably work better in person as well when you have to physically hand your sheet over there and just cringe at what they might be writing on your sheet and then having to deal with that. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's nice that it kind of 
adds a little more player interaction, uh, which uh, can otherwise be sort of a mini games of solitaire and then comparing notes at the end. Um, but uh, I don't know. I guess what I like about Rolling Rights and, and this game as well is just looking at other people's maps and seeing how everyone goes about the same puzzle with the same pieces uh it's just yeah i don't know i just find that interesting kind of seeing what comes out of it in the end i can understand that i think i'm somewhat the same way where i'm very curious to see kind of the you know it's like the roar or ink blot roar shark or shock yes something like that um <laughs> the, the, ink the ink blots sorry sorry ink blots uh the it, it's i find it very interesting to kind of see how everybody perceives you know different uh challenges um just kind of like justin said so i i definitely find that part interesting and i think that this is likely a game that i probably would you know uh like normally so um i think for me it's just a you know kind of it's just it's just not the right game to play online i think um which is unfortunate because like i said a lot of roll and rights that's the advantage to them right is that you can do something like that so uh this one just just doesn't work i think as well that way yeah, and it's uh, it's kind of a shame because, um, like, looking on Board Game Geek, I think one of the one of the things that you really miss out on, and I mean, this might not necessarily apply to this group, but one of the things that I could imagine being a standout feature of this game is that people can sort of get creative with the way they draw the maps too, like how they draw the little trees and how they match all the symbols up and and how people draw their draw their maps and actually like make it have a little bit of personality that's something that can definitely come through with something like this especially since like as you make bigger and bigger plots of land you can sort of start drawing like big palm trees and stuff is is some of the things that i've seen on uh from from some of the pictures on there so like i think in in that sense this game could have quite a bit just for trying to get other people included you know other people who maybe aren't into just trying to like draw a bunch of numbers on a piece of paper or are not that into drawing like trains and whatever on like in railroad ink um so i think it's it's something to i think it has something for a little bit of everyone i think the flip side of that is i think this one is probably a little bit more complicated to execute than either welcome to or uh rail railroad ink uh just because like the rules for those other two games are very simple, like, here's some dice, draw this thing, and maybe you get a bad score because you didn't understand the rules, but at least you are able to sort of either connect up railroads or, you know, keep numbers in sequence. Uh, but this one is a little bit more complicated just because there's, like, different symbols that you have to worry about and, like, where you're putting those, and you have to understand how the scoring works before you sort of try doing anything, but... Um, I, I do think that there's a little bit to be said for, you know, being able to make things pretty if that's kind of what, what gets you excited about stuff, right? Artists may may like this kind of game better because they get to sort of express themselves in little doodles on the map. I mean, I would put happy faces on your card when I'm giving you monsters. Of course you would. Not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, very nice it's of you. like the happy little clouds. <laughs> Rude. I know, right? <laughs> They are not happy. They are, what does it say here? Bugbears? Goblins? Gobos? Gnolls? Goblins. Gnolls? Gnolls? Wasn't one of them gnolls? Gnolls, oh, There yeah. were definitely some gnolls, yeah. Gnolls, gnolls. Oh, you can draw like, uh, you can also name your your little your little duchy or whatever you want to call it. Put a little name on it. Oh, yeah, give it a little a little family crest or something. Yeah, I yeah. think this yeah, I think yeah, this yeah. really speaks to artists in particular. You know, if you're, yes. if you're tired of playing Pictionary or whatever. 
telestrations. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think one thing that is different about this game and something kind of, you know, to note is they do try to add some variety in it by creating or by having two different sides uh, to your map. So um, the one side has a giant gaping hole in the middle. Um and that, I mean, that was interesting in kind of a few different ways. Um, uh, understanding that you could actually utilize the big gaping hole to your advantage seemed a little odd because it, you know, it seemed like it was supposed to be there as, um, an obstacle, you know, kind of a, a blocker yeah. in a way to kind of restrain you. Uh, but in a lot of ways, you know, you, you could just use it and advantage from it. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that they, that they definitely tried to throw some variety in there by creating that, you know, that double-sided, um, player sheet. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I'm sure that you could easily kind of take it and, and, you know, um, to make your make, own. Yeah. Make your own map. Like, I don't think that it's, um, anything too, I don't know, restrictive or, or too difficult to really do if you want wanted to. Um, and that's kind of nice. I, I kind of enjoy the fact that there is a little bit of leeway with that. Um, yeah. And if you wanted more maps, there's there's three map pack expansions. Is it really? Oh. There are. Uh, I mean, that, that's interesting. Neblis, Athril, and Undercity. <laughs> Sorry. What was, can you use that first one in a sentence, please? I'm going to <laughs> Neblis. <laughs> the seas are wonderful on the coast of Neblis. It makes me wish to go to Afril next. Jesus Christ. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I'm going to pack my bags right now. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Good. I was, uh, curious to know make some maps how while you're there. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. I will draw the landscape. And then there, there's. Are they. Hmm? Are, th are those packs expensive? I don't know. To, I assume it'd be. It's know. a pad of paper. It can't to be that you... much. I well, hope. and that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the base game itself is like can, thirty bucks Canadian on Amazon, so I so yeah, I doubt so it. Good. I mean, it's good roll and write price for Maybe sure. Like, I, I looked it up two minutes ago, and I mean, I've already forgotten. Hold on, Cartography. Oh, my brain is just a sieve these days. That's, a, that's not very good. I You're know. Not old enough for that? I don't Should think. I get checked out? It's all with over. Prime twenty nine eighty six. And Canadian, that's, and that's Canadian, a yeah. really good price. Like, I think you could get a lot of play from this game for that price, right? Like, think about how much money we, and I say the proverbial we, hmm. uh, play pay for things like going to a movie, yeah. right? Um, right. I, I mean, that's a that's a fantastic price point for that. There's not a whole lot of games that I can think of that really, you know, fall into that. Um, yeah. The the big thing about this is that I, f I feel like this is kind of in that party game ish area. Um, when we watched the, the how it's played video, you know, the, the thing that stands out to me is, you know, one of the first things he says is, oh, it's this is for one to 100 people. Yeah, that definitely you could make this for a lot of people. Um, and so that does kind of limit the playing situations. Um, and it's, I, I think that it probably kind of, you can, you can play it a number of times, but it's definitely not something that you would return to that often, if you know what I mean. I think it has a place. Yeah, you're, you're right. Like, I mean, it's, it's one of those games you kind of use it as, uh, I mean, the the first game took a little bit longer, of course, because we're we're all kind of learning what's going on. Um, but once we got the hang of it, I mean, it was it was what 
45 minutes maybe for for a game and oh yeah a, a lot of that was kind of thinking and it would probably even go a little bit faster in person because you're not fighting the ui um I, yeah I, I think it's a game that you know you you bring out as I just want something kind of lighter, something that's a puzzle and that I it makes me think, but isn't isn't ridiculously brain burning. Like it's it's mm-hmm. not one. Of, it's not a game that I'm going to sit here and and like, you know, have this have the smoke come out of my ears because my brain is working overtime trying to figure this out. Yeah, they, it's they tend to be yeah. something everyone can kind of play in a small yeah. amount of time with minimal explanation. I agree. I agree. Oh, and uh, the map pack expansions are seven fifty, and there's four mini expansions oh, for bad. five bucks each. Oh, that's yeah, okay. that's so pretty that's, reasonable. I mean, yeah, that's extremely reasonable. And then I I would definitely support that. I think I I start to shy away from it when you see developers that are you know creating expansion packs. And if you were to see the look on my face when I say that, you would understand how I feel <laughs> about it. Uh, where the box is, you know, uh, let's say not eight and a half by eleven, but it's a fair size box. You open the box up, and it's mostly filler. Mm-hmm. And like this little miniature deck of maybe 20 cards and you just paid an obscene amount of money for it. Um, that kind of thing definitely rubs me the the wrong way. So knowing that the developers actually being obviously very reasonable makes me happy and it definitely makes me more willing to, to support um, companies like that for sure. I mean, we can all get political now, but... About maps? No, about companies. Oh, and their ability to charge, well, willingness to charge. They're just willing to charge what people pay. That's the thing, right? It's it's relatively market driven. <laughs> yeah, that's what Kickstarter's for. That's right. Oh man, Kickstarter! Look out! Oh dear. That could, yeah, like I said, that's a that's a massive Pandora's <laughs> box. Why pay market price for a game when I could yes, pay okay. twice that before it comes out? Who knows what I'm going to get or when I'm going to get it. Maybe I won't ever get it. (laughs) (laughs) You get little toys with it. Come on now. Does anyone have anything else they want to say about cartographer? I think it's definitely a genre that's getting a lot more uh, attention Mm -hmm. lately in the last couple of years. So it's very interesting to see the uh, the iterations that there are and the, and the different takes that companies have on it. And I mean, they've this this one's definitely brought in a mechanism that I I haven't seen in any other uh, in any other game. I'm not going to lie. I was a little scared that when I was reading or watching the video, when I got told I had to pass my paper off to the next person, <laughs> I thought they were going to keep it. And I got a little, you know, unhappy momentarily, but Ooh. No. I mean, that would be really funny. Now that there there's a mechanic where you may or may not have to pass your paper permanently to the person on your left. Yes. That'd be great. It might never come up. It might never come up. It might come up twice. It would be interesting for sure. And that's honestly, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was like a permanent, you know, pass your stuff to the left, figure out how to deal with somebody else's Picasso. (laughs) Um, Man, that would that is a great idea. Yeah, I mean, it would have been very interesting. So um, regardless, I mean, like I said, they've brought in something that I I haven't seen before. And that was, that's nice to, it's nice to see when when companies kind of find a new way or a a new little nugget to throw into their game. So to go on to sort of reviews here, um, this is what I think I'm going to pick up. Uh, I don't own it. And so I, I can't decide, you know, I can't, I can't say whether I'd keep it or not keep it, but I think I'm going to go get this one at some point. I think it's a good little addition to the sort of roll and write filler, uh, sort of 
something that, uh, you know, I don't think I have a lot of games like that. And I think this one fits a little bit of a niche that, uh, that doesn't, doesn't exist yet in that, in that sort of, in that sort of thing. It's, it's fun or I like, I like it because it's not just like a bunch of numbers. It's like building this little map and you've got the little Tetris blocks sort of, and it just, I think it creates a little bit of a new space to sort of play with in, in that sort of thing. And, uh, and yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for good times, just drawing a cute little map and, uh, and, and seeing what everyone comes out with. Um, rather than just the, you know, horror shows of people not knowing which numbers to put down, which is also hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Um, but this one has, has a little bit of visual appeal that I think some of those other ones don't, don't necessarily have. Um, so yeah, I think this is one that I, I, I quite enjoyed. I recommend giving a, giving a look at, and I think I'm going to pick it up at some point. Um, Justin. Hey, uh, this is also a game I don't have. Uh, and... It's a it, it's one that given if I if I ran across it I would I would pick it up. Um, maybe it doesn't quite excite me enough to uh, want to run out and buy it. Uh, but I don't actually have any roll and write uh, games. So uh, even though I keep seeming to play a bunch of them, uh, I don't have any myself. And I, I like them because you can play them pretty much like we said with any number of players uh so if you have a weird number of players or someone who's not super interested in playing a board game but other people are you know this is a nice a nice way to bridge that gap um I, that i think um with minimal setup time just give them a sheet of paper and a pencil um and it does bring something interesting to the table with the uh the shifting objective cards and the monsters which is a nice evolution over the other ones we played and as tom said uh helps bring a little art into what's otherwise just a numbers game for a lot of the roll and rights um and yeah you kind of have your your blank slate of map and you know just go nuts see what comes out um so yeah it's it's quite quite fun uh, it's a solid recommendation if you're interested in that rolling right genre or if you just kind of want a uh, you know a fun game doesn't take too long and can play with any number of people you have uh around you so pretty good game uh i'd pick it up if i run across it and uh, a decent recommendation if you're uh, into that kind of thing how about you adam hey i uh yeah i i mean if it I, i'm not gonna go out and try and like hunt this thing down by any stretch if uh if like i happen to see a copy and it was reasonably priced i'd be like okay you know like i, I would definitely consider getting it I, again i really just this is just my opinion i i really just find the game very middle of the road like it's it's a good game but like i said earlier there's no highs there's no lows it's just kind of there and for that i just i don't know like i you know i it's it's really in my opinion like a seven like it's a seven it's a good game it's it's worth playing but it's in my opinion it's just it's not worth like running out to try and actively hunt it down and I, I wish I could say more about it. It's just like, like I said, there, there, there are games that I think about after we play them for good reasons. There are games I think about after we play them for bad reasons. And then there are games that just don't really sway me one way or the other. And this is this is just one of those games that just doesn't really it just doesn't. I don't know. It just it's it's got nothing. It's just it's it's 
there's no there's no real response from me. It's like a seven. It's a good game. It's there's just that's all there is. Debbie, what do you what do you what do you think? Um, so I it's tough for me because I um I my so my playthrough of this was definitely in the, the three range. It was meh for me, pretty middle of the road. Nothing like Adam said, nothing really special. Um, I did enjoy that kind of that extra mechanism. Uh, with that being said, I anticipate that playing this in person, I probably would like this a lot more. Um, and so you know, yeah, I I mean, I can't I can't give it a, a score without really knowing that that's how I'd feel about it. But I can say that I, you know, knowing the the read and write genre, I read and write, my goodness, roll and write genre. Um, I feel like I probably will enjoy this game uh, more. So um, that's, you know, take that as you as you please. Um, but I, I don't I think that this game probably has a lot going for it. And I just need to experience that. Yeah, I know what you mean, Adam, uh, you know, Video games these days, uh, nothing nothing gets me excited except playing League of Legends and getting stomped on. I don't know. Maybe there's just something wrong with me. Yeah, and getting flamed by your own team into the dirt. <laughs> real, real fun times. Just, real, the nicest, real, just the nicest yeah. people. Yeah, I think you might be a masochist. But we're nice people. And if you like this episode and you like this kind of thing, we've got lots of episodes over on your podcasting thing or thecollapsinggameshelf.com, I think, is where I've got where I got the URL. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can always, uh, you know... Um, Find more episodes there. You can uh, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And if you uh, think anybody would like this, you know, share it on. That would be great. Um, if you have any questions or comments for us, uh, you can fire us an email, collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. And you can tell me all about the cool maps that you made. Justin. Well, hey, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at don't trust Justin. Let me know what your favorite map is, real or fictional. I'd like to know. How about you, Debbie? Uh, you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. Like Tom said, you can get us as a group um, on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. We like to hear what you like, what you don't like. If there's anything you think we should try, let us know. Uh, we are still in the proverbial lockdown, sort of. Um, and yeah, gives us opportunity to try things we probably wouldn't normally try. So let us know what you think. And um, if there's any games that you uh, you think one of us would really like, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, Adam, how about you? Folks, if you want to get a hold of me, you can catch me on all social medias at For The Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For The Win, same spelling. Uh, live every Thursday and Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Currently playing Final Fantasy twelve and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, first Yakuza game ever. I'm going to be the greatest uh, Yakuza Fallout boy I can be. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, ex-Yakuza guy that is still has the yakuza mindset but it's no longer part of the yakuza i don't know it, it it just it got derailed it's it's about as sideways as that ship in the suez canal well but there is no ship in the suez canal anymore oh well happy days 
Thanks again so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.